0: No matter what comes or what goes, whether that's dictators propping themselves up in front of hell's gates or a patriot who flips this country back onto its feet as believers, we are tethered to neither. But we as believers are tethered to the king. It's the D program. With D
1: M G. We'll be extracting
0: some
2: turbulence. You are now entering the D program. Deprogramming
0: your mind, transforming your paradigm. I'm just one man with a plan under a mighty hand.
1: program. program activated
0: no matter what comes or what goes people biblical events of old famine and disease good times or bad times it's not biden it's not trump it's not kings or queens we have to keep our eyes focused on the one true and living god jesus christ I'm opening this program with a dose of spiritual reality and truth that transcends today's headlines, y'all. And it brings into focus a weightier matter that cannot and must not be forgotten. I mean, we can get off into who's the best and who did the best job and where we are today and who's not and who's this and whatever. We can get off into these things and we can go down this this path. And forget who we are in the midst of all of this turmoil. I'm opening this program because in this fashion, because spirituality can easily be lost. When I say spirituality, I'm talking about good moral spirituality. We're in covenant with, connected, intertwined, linked, tied and tethered to the king. I'm about to get into some. Some good old fashioned stuff here, man, some some right or wrong, good and evil, black or white, hot or cold, no gray area. This is not a time to be lukewarm, especially in this program. This program from its onset is intended for us to judge ourselves so that we should not be judged with the world. That's 1 Corinthians 1131. We have to judge ourselves. And when these points are brought out throughout this show, I hope you guys would be wise enough to correlate them back to your life to see where you are. I mean, I've correlated them back to my life to see where I am. And sometimes you need to do a spiritual reality check to see where you are. Have you gotten off base? Are you still on, you know, on the right path? Are you still on the narrow and the straight? And I know you guys have heard me before in, in, in programs in the past. You know, I tell you guys, God is not into groups, but he's into individuals because it is individuals that make up the church of God, not groups. God doesn't call groups of people. He calls individuals and those individuals make up the church. So what are you standing for? That's going to be in this program. Who and what are you tethered to? This is what we're going to be discussing today. I also would like to get a shout, give a shout out to somebody out there in the digital cosmos who must have mentioned my show. I mean, I don't know if it was a if it was a tweet. Now, nah, it probably wasn't a tweet. <laughs> I don't know if it, I don't I don't even know if Twitter has real, you know, real customers over. There. It could be robots, man, you know, but maybe it was an honorable mention, you know, on somebody's podcast. But one of my shows, man, striking the image went viral, people. I mean, I had thousands of downloads in one day. I was in uh, the D program. We, we was in what 11 countries and now we're in over 77 countries that quick. I mean, I just have to give props to whoever made that happen, whoever facilitated that. I really appreciate you. And, uh, you know, God moves in his timing and in his ways, man. But I really appreciate that. And I want to thank every single person today right now for tuning into another D program. You guys are greatly appreciated. And I thank you for hanging in there and coming in and visiting with me. DMG, I appreciate that. If you want to join the podcast, of course, you can go to Apple, Google, Spotify, Pandora, iHeartRadio. We're on a ton of different platforms, y'all. Anywhere that you listen to your favorite programs the D program will be there. My name is DMG and you've just entered the D program. Yeah, it's a play on my name. And at the same time, it deprograms your mind while transforming your paradigm so that you won't be conformed to this world. Now, let's deprogram. Listen, you guys, the world that we're living in today where the acceptance of societal degeneration and decadence is applauded as a type of hero. That has come to liberate us from that which has been called good and virtuous is rampant and fully accepting of those who are in darkness. But I'm crestfallen to say that it is also those who are walking in the light accepting this. That is I guess that is the main thing that has gotten me really concerned about the church. Yeah, believers, the true believers, man. You know, and that's why I'm doing this show. I believe God prompted me to do this show because we need a dose of spiritual reality to check on where we are right now as believers in Christ. You light dwelling believers. Can you walk this way? I mean, think about it. Can you really walk this way and yet be in a household of faith? Can you give political or psychological or even casual affirmation? An allegiance to a twisted ideology that infers acceptance of critical race theory, transgenderism, pedophilia. Or be canceled if you don't. Can you walk this way and accept that? That's a that's a question. That's a serious question. And I believe that's a question that God is asking, just like he asked Adam in the garden. Where are you after he had sinned? I truly believe that that is a question we need to answer. Can we walk in these things and still be in the household of faith? The woke movement is a demonic movement, which was designed to toss, turn, uproot and realign you away from morality in such a way that your emotions extinguish God and logic. That's what it was created for, to turn everything upside down. Where are you? That's the question for the beginning of this segment where are you? I've analyzed myself. So I'm asking this question in empathy with you to see if you have asked yourself this question. And if you have analyzed yourself, the Bible says we have to judge ourselves. I know I just said it so that we won't be judged with the world. Have you gone astray? Have you been taken in by all this Analyze, you know, a good way to do this is to analyze your current stance on things, such as I've just mentioned, transgenderism, fe- pedophilia, all this stuff that they're trying to repro- trying to program us into accepting as normalcy. But analyze where you were two to five years ago. I guess that's far enough. Right. Were you accepting this back then? If you were not, then you need to repent. Come back to the Lord. Because you've been taken in by another gospel. You've been taken in by another spirit. Another so-called Christ. The Bible says there's going to be many antichrists that rise in that day. That's like saying there's going to be many people saying that this is moral and that's not. Many antichrists have gone out into the world already. Already entered the world. And these things are propping itself up as Virtuous. As having the lead on moral stance in this society. But in Galatians chapter one, verse eight, it says, but though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you. than that which we have preached unto you, let them be cursed. See, this is another gospel. This new way of accepting sin. Transgenderism, pedophilia critical race theory, all this, this is another gospel that's come in and it's luring insidiously onto people's minds to make them think there is a new gospel, a new way of living, a new right. And you must leave the old right in the past. Listen, critical race theory, let it be cursed. That's what Galatians 1.8 says. But though we or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel unto you, then that which we have preached to you, let him be accursed. Critical race theory. Let it be cursed. Transgenderism. Let it be cursed. Pedophilia. Let it be cursed. Alternate ways of relationships, homosexuality, all of these different things. I'm throwing in here bestiality because now we're on that slope where anything goes. I'm going to marry a tree. Let all of that be cursed because that's not the gospel of old. Check your life two to five years ago. Now, I'm going to allow scripture to to interpret scripture for us because there are some people out there who would say, oh, you know, that's just your opinion. That's just the way you interpret things. No, it's not my opinion. It's not just the way I interpret things. Scripture interprets scripture. I've, I've said this before, but let's go to another one. Second Corinthians chapter 11 verse 4. it says, "For you seem willing to allow it if one comes and preaches another Jesus whom we have not preached, or if you receive a different I like this, a different spirit from the one you received or a different gospel from the one you accepted." You tolerate it beautifully, welcoming the deception. Now, that's the amplified version. And I don't usually go to the amplified version of the Bible. I like the King James Version because personally, I believe that's the one that's closest to the original translation out of the, you know, the the Hebrew and the Greek. But I've done my study. I've done my research and none of that has been changed. Okay, none of it has been changed. But there are people who welcome this deception. Because they want to stay in their mob mentality. They don't want to go out on a limb and start telling the truth about the word of God in and of itself as a true believer who can stand and carry the cross themselves. No, they want to stay with their groups. They want to holler from the from the safety of their groups so that their family and their friends won't turn away. They rather choose that soapbox instead of going out and telling people the truth. They are willingly accepting and welcoming the deception, what we just read here in 2 Corinthians 11 and four. But I wanna give you guys something. And here it is, it's a clip in this first segment. Check this out.
2: My name is Critical Race Theory. Welcome to my church. Our first prophet, Karl Marx, gave us a vision of socialism, dividing the world between oppressors and the oppressed. But a demon called reality thwarted him at every turn. So postmodernism rose to deny reality, deconstructing language and art. Theory founded our order, deconstructing theory, not in search of the false god of truth, but to glorify social justice. She raised us in our convent, in academic isolation. I studied with my sisters queer theory, gender studies, post-colonial studies, and other acolytes. But I wasn't satisfied with the cloistered life. I wanted converts, pageantry, power. So I decided to start my own religion. I made a deal with the devil. His name was racism.
0: His name was racism. Y'all can see where this has led. So again, where are you? Are you supporting this wickedness? Y'all heard that. It is a church, it's a type of religion that has been sprung forth, it's absolutely 180 degrees away from the true gospel of the scripture. So are you supporting it? Are you sharing your voice in this solidarity to this strange gospel and empathizing with this abominable spirit, which is a complete 180 degrees away from the spirit of Christ? That's what it is. If you are in line with this type of spirit, you're 180 degrees away from Christ. That means you are anti-Christ. I'm telling you straight. I'm telling you in love. Listen, I'm not saying this to just be judgmental. I'm telling you this so that you can mentally judge yourself. That's why God gave you your faculties. That's why he gave me my faculties. Love God with all your heart, your soul and all thy mind. Your mentality has something to do with this. And with that mentality, we have to use it based on how God tells us to judge ourselves. If there's another spirit behind this, you have to judge it against the word of God and tell me and tell yourself, is this Is this what God wants? Is this how I'm supposed to live my life now? It saddens me to have to say that. But if you're following this, you're 180 degrees in the other direction. In other words, your back is to Christ and you're walking in Antichrist. That's some sad stuff to say in these times, man, but I'm saying it. I'm saying it in love, so don't get all over, you know, emotional. I tell you, man, this is some this is crazy, right? Yeah. That we have to be talking about this as believers. It seemed like seemed like the word of God would have us. It seemed like we would be just so, so much more on the rock than to be floating around out here with all this foolishness that's coming in. Black lives matter. And, you know, like this is the new morality. Not so, people, just not so. Now, as we proceed through this next segment of the D program, I'm going to demonstrate very clearly how morality has not only declined, but is being redefined. Now, here's the definition of morality. Morality, here we go. Morality is the distinction between right and wrong, it is the determination of what should be done and what should not be done. Morals deal with behaviors as well as motives. That's the definition. This is why it's so important to be tethered to the king because what I'm about to read is an example of a new morality based on man's morality, not God's morality. Now, I got this from a random website when I was doing my research and I found it to be really interesting. Now, I'm going to tie all this in as we go. But this is from FiveMedia.com. The number 5 Media.com. Here's what it says Quote, In recent years, the idea of a morally debased youth has been turned on its head with the rise of the woke generation who stand accused of being, if anything, too righteous. Call them naive, misguided, or sanctimonious if you like, but morally weak? That's a stretch. Think about this. They're saying that being woke and morally weak is a stretch. They're saying that woke is morality. They're saying that woke is not being morally weak. This is insane, y'all. You see the subtleness in this? You got to break it down in order to understand it, right? It goes on to say, and while evidence of decline is sketchy, examples of major moral advances are easy to find. Same sex marriage laws in dozens of countries. The first black president of the United States, the Me Too movement, removing the stigma from mental illness. Often it's young people showing the moral leadership, even children sometimes like the climate strikers who managed to push environmental issues to the top of the agenda. Sure, we're not perfect, but in some ways, at least aren't we doing better These people are saying we're doing better with these so-called moral advances. They call same sex marriage in dozens of countries, same sex marriage laws as a moral advance. Think about the upside down of this ideology these people are pushing and it's subtle. Climate strikers who managed to push environmental issues to the top of the agenda. Y'all know what happened around that. That was a hoax. This girl was being used. (laughs) She was being used by the left. She don't believe in this stuff. They chose a young. I think she was 15 or 16 years old to lead this climate striker thing. And in another portion, it says here, perhaps the most encouraging evidence is young people's lack of moral certainty. In the BBC survey, older people claim to have a clear view of right and wrong, while younger people said they struggle more with moral choices. Some might say that shows the young are morally weaker. I would agree with that. Others might say it shows that they are more aware of their own faults, that they engage more deeply with moral questions and that they seek answers within rather than without. think about this foolishness. They lack moral certainty, but yet they are aware of their own faults. How can you lack moral certainty and still be aware of your own faults? Moral certainty is being aware of your own faults. But if you lack moral certainty, there is no faults to be aware of because you don't know what certainty is and where the morals, where the morals lay, where the morals lie is right and wrong. Seeking answers within, they say these people, young people seek answers within, within what? Within themselves? No God, no anchor, no tether. You can't have answers if you're not tethered to the truth. If you're not tethered to the answer. Of course, they don't have any type of moral ground to stand on. They don't even know what's right or wrong. They said themselves, they don't even know. What, what moral choices to make? They struggle with this. <laughs> and then the last part says here, it will be up to historians of the future to decide whether that means our moral values have declined or improved. Historians of the future will decide whether our morals have declined or improved. <laughs> Personally, I'd, I'd rather have the evidence of history itself decide this, not some historians. It's like scientists, you know what I'm saying? They say whatever they want to say because they're bent that way. Now to solidify this point, I got a great article from a website called the trumpet.com about these historians. Now this one says this historians attribute the collapse of various civilizations, To disease, climate change, demographics, political corruption, mass immigration, economic stagnation, inferior technology and or foreign invasion. This is what they attribute the collapse of civilization to these points I just hit. Now, think about it for a moment, y'all. Put on your thinking cap, put on your logical hat, your logos hat that God gave you. Do you think these things are the root cause for the fall of society? They can't be. It's impossible for that to be. Because if any of these are attributes, think about this. If any of these are attributes, at their core was a lack of morality that caused the fall and degradation of a society. The lack of morality makes you use climate change as a weapon to control the masses. Climate change in and of itself is just a word. But when we start talking about climate change, then we have to bring in what the opinions of what people say about the climate change. And then we have to bring in the totalitarian mindset and ideology of these people who believe in climate change to control the masses. So it's not climate change that causes a society to fall. But it's those who are behind climate change, making these internal moral decisions for all for all the rest of us. See, goes back to morality. It can't look when you have climate change. What does that do? It leads to economic stagnation because now you're in trouble if you have a factory and you're still producing goods. But you're causing climate change. So we got to put this CO2 emissions charge on you and tax you. And what does that do? That causes economic stagnation and what these people are talking about up here. What did it say? Disease, climate change, demographics, political corruption, economic stagnation. See, all that comes from the, mor- the moral decision to take climate change where they want to take it. So it's not because of climate change, it's because of these people using climate change as a weapon against the people. That's what causes. A society to fall because now you got all of these laws that you create over something we can't put our thumb on. It's all 50 years in the the future. Oh, the temperature went up one and one degree in 70 years. See, that's morality, people, not climate change. Political corruption. (laughs) Power going to the heads of these politicians, getting rich from selling out their country. Politicians committing crimes. But the act itself being committed, deemed by corrupt officials as not rising to the level of criminality. Still morality at its core. You see what I'm saying? So they they, they say all of these things about these different bullet points, mass immigration, what have you, foreign invasion, political corruption, climate change, economic stagnation. Yet they're not looking at what happens from the inside It's the lack of morality that's the foundation of collapse in societies, y'all. And that comes from inside of us. The seen acts of what these historians attribute to the collapse of civilizations is a result of the unseen acts that's transpiring in the hearts of men. That's immorality. They don't want to talk about that, though. They want to go towards morality, but they don't want the true essence of what's good and bad. What comes out of it. Now I'm gonna read some more of this. This is still from the It says, A year before the United States Constitution was ratified, Edward Gibbon, he is a historian, published the final volume of the history of the decline and fall of the Roman Empire. Gibbon identified five major causes behind the fall of one of history's greatest empires. Declining demographics did not make the list, nor did insufficient technology or climate change. His first fundamental factor was the breakdown of the family. Then he listed increased taxation, an insatiable craving for pleasure, an unsustainable buildup of armaments, and the decay of religion. According to Gibbon, The root cause of Roman societal collapse was the loss of their civic virtue and individual morality. There it is again, that individual morality. They don't want us to be individuals. They group us and then they pit us against each other. The last part says Gibbon believed the laws of morality were as unchanging as the laws of mathematics and physics. Declining demographics, y'all. That didn't make the list. Climate change didn't make the list, but it was the breakdown of the family. Think about this the first institution that God instituted on this earth was the family. It wasn't a government. It was not a king or a queen. It wasn't a politician. It wasn't a president. It was not a senator. It wasn't any of these things. Not a governor. Nobody in the house, no house of representatives, none of this. It was the family. And what are they attacking right now? The family. How? Man and woman. Made in the image and likeness of God. God told them to reproduce. How can you reproduce? Has to be a man and a woman coming together. Then we have our offspring, which are children. No, 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 no. They're redefining all this people. That's an attack on the family. You can see this. This is clear as day. Now, where are we in society? I'm about to give you. I'm about to read something to you. As to where the temperature is in our society when it comes to our morality. Now, not all of us, of course, but I'm talking about the people who make our movies and Hollywood and all this stuff. All right. This is Disney's latest animated series. Here's the synopsis. You guys ain't gonna believe this, man. I don't know. Maybe you guys have heard this, but I, when I came across this, I, I was I was. I was blown away, man. Still blown away. I mean, I'm still looking at God being the center of this country. I'm still looking at this country being good, you know, but but I see now, man. I mean, it is the Lord that we have to be tethered to. It is the king of kings and lord of lords, man. No matter what country you are in, the United States is not inherently good because we have inherently bad people controlling this thing and it's been going on for years and it's just built up and now we're at a climax and cruxed we're at a road are we going to cross it or we going to say it stops right here let's turn around this is the wrong way to go but this is disney's latest animated series it says here 13 years this is the synopsis 13 years after being impregnated by satan a reluctant mother laura And her Antichrist daughter, Chrissy, attempts to live an ordinary life in Delaware, but are constantly thwarted by monstrous forces, including Satan, who yearns for custody of his daughter's soul. That is where we are. As a nation, y'all. We've reached rock bottom. Of hell's pits in society, in this society. I'm talking about when it comes to those who are controlling the entertainment that we that, that they're giving to us. Don't let your children watch this foolishness. And it's animated. They say, oh, no, it's an adult thing. But yeah, well, why animated? Yeah, we're not fools. We know what's going on here. The Antichrist now is in cartoon. Yeah, they want us to accept all of this as normal. See, they're they're trying to lay the groundwork, pave the way for this clown. You understand? Now, I know the word of God says it's coming. But, hey, Jesus also said that we that live in Christ, man, shall be found. So doing doing the work of Christ when he returns. There's no need in saying oh, it's going to happen anyway. So let me sit on the sideline. No, that's not what this is about. You got to stay busy for him. We are to resist the devil. The word of God, the scripture says that he will flee from us if we resist These people evidently feel that there's no need of hiding it anymore. Just just throw it out there in the people's faces and they'll sop it up like gravy. That's what they're thinking. Here's one last quote. Aubrey Plaza, who voices the character Laura. Here's what she said. She said, I love that we are normalizing paganism. Who could love that? (laughs) Only a witch could say something like that. Somebody who's deeply lost. Could say, I love the fact that we're normalizing paganism. This was an interview with the show's cast and creators. For the spiritual context. We've exposed it and I'm not going to hold back the spiritual context that we're going to get into right now. My hope is that if you find yourself aligning with this diabolical concept. Whether through your life experience, your casual friendships, your political choices, or even your church membership. And when I say church membership, I'm I'm speaking of churches who have taken in this anti-Christian spirit that promotes the opposite of God's word. Yes, they are out there. And they are in stark rebellion to his ways and his teachings. I pray that you would put off these things and come out from among the followers of this thing, that you would repent and return to God. That you would consider your spiritual affiliation with God to be higher than your social affirmation with man. That's what you have to determine here. And with that being said, I'm going to give you this Romans chapter one, verse twenty nine through thirty two. This is going to really break it down and bring it into your mind so that you'll know this is no joke. It says here. Romans chapter one, verse twenty nine, until they were filled permeated, saturated with every kind of unrighteous, wickedness, greed, evil, full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, malice and mean spiritedness. There are gossips, spreading rumors, slanders, haters of God, insolent, arrogant, boastful, inventors of new forms of evil. Man, we, we experiencing that disobedient and disrespectful to parents. We are experiencing that without understanding, untrustworthy, unloving, unmerciful, without pity. Although they know God's righteous decree and his judgment, that those who do such things deserve death, yet they not only do them, but they even enthusiastically approve and tolerate others who do, who practice them. That's what we're experiencing. Well, I don't approve of abortion, but I support a woman's right to choose. See? There it is. You fall right in there. They even enthusiastically approve and tolerate others who practice them. <laughs> I don't agree with same-sex marriage, but I support them being able to marry. See? In this next clip, this is a mom who I truly empathize with. all right? And, and when I say that, I mean in the sense that she is she's hurting, and she was blindsided by her daughter's surprising phone call. I want y'all to check this out and then I'm going to elaborate on this.
1: It was Annie calling from college. She was 20. I was wiping down the white tile counter in my bathroom when Annie says, Mom, I got something to tell you. I'm attracted to girls. I think I'm bisexual. I prayed about it, Mom. I've resisted it, but it won't go away. Now I know what you're thinking. You're hoping I whipped out a rainbow flag and said, Annie, that's totally fine. We accept you just the way you are. But that's not quite what happened. See, I had nothing against LGBTQ people, really. But after 20 years in the evangelical church, I believed that being gay was somehow wrong. I love my daughter, and I thought I had to protect her. So I said, Annie, don't give in. We'll support you. How can I help? As I hung up the phone, my heart sank. I knew we'd never be the same in the church again. Later, at Bible study, I shared with some of my closest friends, hoping they'd give me some wisdom. Instead, they just went straight to the rules. They said, being gay is a sin and you can't accept it. (laughs) Not accept my daughter? What does that even mean? I was devastated. I realized I was being asked to choose between the two most important parts of my life, my child and my church. I chose my child.
0: Pulls at the heartstrings, don't it? You see, these are the type of things that is facing the true remnant in church of God. Yeah, it pulls at the heartstrings. I can empathize with her. DMG, won't you just leave it right there, man? Just don't do nothing else. Hey, Let us all get along, man. Don't, don't, don't say nothing else. I like that feeling stuff. See, see, no, no, no. I can't. We can't leave it there. Jesus would not leave it here. He wouldn't leave it here. I can't leave it here. I said earlier that you guys need to go, you know, look back two to five years. Check out where your morality was back then. I said two to five years because that's when, you know, in my opinion, I believe this sinister plan actually, you know, came in into the United States, into the hearts and minds of men. I, I, I don't know how to put my I believe it's just like where, where the dam broke. The dam broke loose right there. But think about this. I said two to five years, but this woman said after 20 years. In the evangelical church, she thought that this lifestyle was somehow wrong. What changed? I'm asking the question what changed? God's word doesn't change. No, we change. That's why we have to be tethered. That's why we have to be tethered to the king, because we change. Now, here's the truth y'all ready? This woman was tethered to her daughter. But DMG, yes. No, no, DMG, nothing. This woman was tethered to her daughter. She said that she went to the Bible study. Think about it. So she went to the Bible study. She shared with her closest friends and they told her that being gay is a sin and you cannot accept it. Here's what she said. Not accept my daughter. What does that even mean? Here's what it means. Matthew. Chapter 10, 37 through 39. I'm saying this as in much love that I can, but it is the word of God. And I'm not going to soften it down. I'm just telling you not accept my daughter. This is what she said. What does that mean? Here's what it means. Matthew 10, 37 through 39. He that loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And he that loveth son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And he that taketh not his cross and follow after me is not worthy of me. He that finds his life shall lose it. And he that loses his life for my sake shall find it. That's what it means. See, listen, emotion, emotions. Without being tethered to the king can and will take you to places you may not want to go. Emotion is like like having this, these gas tanks and propane tanks all under you and you light a match to it. And whatever way you're pointing and whatever direction you like, that emotions is going to blast you that direction. (laughs) No logic. See, See, the logos of God, the logic. Of thinking through this, like Jesus said, come, let us reason. The only place you can reason is in your mind. Let us reason together. No, 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 no reason. Just gone. Boom. My daughter choose between my daughter. What's wrong with you? Boom. I'm gone. This woman was tethered to her daughter. She may have been, you know, with, with the king. She may have been, but she was tethered to her daughter. She made a choice. Now, what could she have said? I mean, how would I handle this? They always say, oh, you know, Christians are 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 mean and and they're judgmental. No, we're not. It's just that the word of God comes before any person, any man, any woman, any mom, any any child, any daughter or son. You just heard what he said. If you can't choose me over them, you're not worthy of me. Why? Because he created them. But here's what she could have said. Here's what I would have said. Something like this. No, daughter. I mean, I got the phone call, you know, so and so. This is happening and I don't know what to do. And I've prayed and it ain't going away. You know, I I think I'm a try. I think I'm bisexual. No, no. Listen, I cannot accept this lifestyle that you've chosen for yourself. I love you too much to affirm you in this. I'll pray with you. I'll seek help with you. I'll show you people who's actually gone down this path that you've chosen for yourself and how they've turned it around, how God has helped them to overcome this immorality. See, that's how you handle this. And as a believer on Christ, you have to go there in this fashion. This way you're not supplanting the word of God with some other gospel, with some other feeling or some other feel good. Trying to get everybody else. See, she, she got the applaud. You know, she got the applaud that, that her she she gave up her life with Christ. But she found another one. It says he that find his life shall lose it. She found it. She even has a, a, a great following now, you know, where she affirms people in this. Remember, she said she thought that it was wrong. I'm like, nothing changed. It's still wrong. No, she changed And in many events, when we find things that we that that that's not lining up with God, we change the word of God doesn't change. But this is what we're dealing with. Who are you tethered to? That's why we have to be tethered to the king. Now, when I explained how to handle this, tell me where in those statements as a true believer, are you not accepting your child? You're still accepting them. You're just not affirming them in their sin. You don't want to do that. That's not love. You're going over a cliff and I'm going to tell you, okay, real easy on the pedal, you know, go a little bit slower, but just keep going towards your demise. No, that's not love at all. There's a cliff coming up and it's a mild drop. Time to turn around right now. You want to go down this path? No, don't do that. Let's talk about this. But don't affirm them in their sin. Just like you wouldn't affirm anybody in adultery. Heterosexual relationship. You wouldn't affirm anybody in murder. You wouldn't affirm anybody in stealing or robbing somebody. It's no different. Just because it's what somehow they think they have the moral high ground because it's talking about same sex relationships. There's no morality in that. No virtue in that. Because you affirm somebody in that. That is evil to the core for you to not open your mouth and stand on what God says is true. He said, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. You got to let people know this is wrong. I love you, but this is wrong. (sighs) See, this is how a nation falls. When good people stand by and they do nothing and they promote the evils of society. Eventually, this stuff spreads throughout the whole earth. Here's another scripture to prove it. Genesis chapter six, verse five. It says, and God saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. Not just a nation or civilization, but the whole earth, people. Now, here's a scripture interpreting that scripture so we won't have to say that just depends on how you look at it. No. Genesis chapter six, verse 12. It says, and God looked upon the earth and behold, it was corrupt for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. This is what happens when you say, well, I don't, but I support you doing it. Yeah, it just continues to spread like a virus throughout the entire earth. That's what evil does. You give it a foothold in the name of kindness intolerance and it will eat that all the way down till there's nothing left but evil this is why we need to be tethered to the truth tethered to what doesn't shift or move tethered to the firm cornerstone and foundation tethered to the king tethered to his word because everything can come and go y'all Everything. You're going to just be tossed with every wind of doctrine. No. You have to be anchored. you got to be tethered. Everything goes when you're not tethered. Increasingly wickedness will come for you when you're not tethered. I can see. I mean, if you look at this, you you should be able to see. I mean, I can see. How God said that all flesh had corrupted itself because. Sin and evil consistently worsens over time. Think about this. In the beginning, God said that he created stars, moon, what have you, sun. He saw that it was good. Different aspects in the creation of Genesis, the the, the Genesis creation story. After everything God did, he said, and it was good and it was good and it was good. How did it get to only evil? Because it came through man. Man. Not putting a check on evil. Spreading. That's the way man's imagination and the thoughts of his heart could come to a place where it was only evil continually. If we're not tethered to the king, then everything that comes along is just fine. No questions, no concerns, no problem. Critical race theory, transgenderism, pedophilia, homosexuality and whatever else they got coming. Now, fortunately, as a nation, we are still resisting these things. And I thank God for that. But if you yourself are not resisting these things, but rather melding into their normalcy, then you're in dangerous territory. You're in Romans 128 territory. Here's what it says. And so since they did not see fit to acknowledge God or approve of him or consider him worth the knowing, God gave them over to a base and condemned mind to do things not proper or decent, but loathsome. When a reprobate mind or condemned mind takes hold, that's when that only evil continually mind comes into play. Y'all. Then you can be linked or tied to anything. Doesn't matter. And 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 here's the thing. You can be linked to it, tied to it. It can be evil and diabolical. And you would be willing to defend it. You'll be willing to defend it no matter how twisted it may be, because you've taken on the spirit of this age without checking yourself. Check your morality. Check it against the word of God. Judge yourself. Have a have a some type of sense of where you are. Be aware, spiritually aware. Self-aware of where you are. I'm about to terminate, but I'm gonna leave y'all with something. You always try to leave you guys with with some hope. But in this, it's going to be whoever decides to take hold of this of this hope. Two types of people here. But in Matthew, chapter 24 through 27, I'm gonna read verse 24 and 25 first. And this is for us who are judging ourselves and holding on to that good Rock, who is Christ Jesus. It says here in verse 24, Matthew 24, everyone then who hears the words, these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on a rock. See, there's a tethered tethered to the king and the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it was founded. On the rock. That's being tethered to the king, Jesus Christ. See that rain when it comes. That rain is all the lies that's being taught and told coming in as this new gospel. That's the rain. The lies are the rain. The next thing it says in the floods came. The floods. What is that? That's everybody saying the same thing. Everybody jumping on board with this stuff. And you just wrapped up in the flood. If you look at a river and you see it flooding, it's just rapidly going in the same direction. That's the floods coming. Everybody on board doing the same thing. And it says here, the next thing, the winds were blowing. It says the winds blew and beat on that house. What is the winds? That's the force the force that makes you comply speak this think this or else do this or else you can't we're going to do this to you if you don't do see that's the force that's the wind beating on that house what's the house that's you and me the bible says god doesn't dwell in he doesn't dwell in temples made with man's hands the holy spirit dwells within us not buildings we are the church But we've been holding on to the rock. We've been tethered to the king. Now, in verse 26, this is for you guys to really ponder on and judge yourself with this. It says in 26, it says, and everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand and the rain fell and the floods came And the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell and great was the fall of it. Same thing. If you're not tethered to the king, the rains have come. All the lies is being told and taught. You've taken on this new gospel, fake, phony gospel of the world. CRT, transgenderism, whatever. Leave it. You know, Christians shouldn't be involved in all this stuff. You've taken it all in. It's all good. Everything's good. See, that's the lies that's being told. And taught you to be this way. The floods have come. What is that? Everybody's saying the same thing. You're in that group. You're in the group and you're being flooded with everybody else flooding with you. Don't even realize you're on this rapid river that lied to you. And now everybody's saying the same lie. The winds are blowing. What is that? Making you comply. Do this or else. And then finally, it says the the house fell. Well, what is the house of God? It's not the church. I'm sorry. It's not the church building. It's you. You're the house. You're the temple that the Holy Spirit dwells in. Your house is what it's talking about, has fallen and great was the fall of it. My brother, my sister, you're not out of it yet. I mean, these these messages that I'm giving you and other people out here that's doing, you know, God's work. You can come back. I mean, you're still alive, right? You can build that house again. Ask the Lord to build your house, not on sand this time. But on the rock of his his truth and his word, you can love righteousness again. You can be in relationship again. You can be tethered with the king again. This is DMG. I hope you guys got something out of this. I hope this made sense. I hope this would allow you to look back over this program and correlate some of these things to your life. And I'm not saying this outside of myself because I always do. I do that before I even give the program in my own life. We have to stay Like you take a car to the shop, man. You got to stay tuned up with with God. You got to stay in tune, man. If not, you're going to find yourself out there broke down on the side of the road, hoping somebody will come by and help you. But it is the Lord Jesus Christ that we're to be tethered to, y'all. My name is DMG. It's been a plum pleasing pleasure as well as a privilege. God is good. Talk to you guys on the next one. Peace.
2: You have now been de-programmed. However, for optimal effect, re enter next week to continue your mind's transformation.
1: On the D program with DMG.
0: After exiting, please share with your friends, your experience, in the D, program.
2: Program terminated.